What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to episode 156 of Fourth and John. I am Gail Saunders here with Evan Hollywood Earn. And uh, I'm telling you, I am telling you, we have a problem. Philadelphia, we have a problem uh, with uh, liftoff. The offense has uh, been yet to be seen. Uh, I think we're at, at this moment, we're going to have to put a uh, missing persons on the offense on the side of milk cartons across the city. Because uh, at, at the end of the day, Doug, you you, you lead this ship. Uh, we have no map. We have no direction. Um, we're we're left out at sea, and it's a bad it's a bad look right now. And uh, you honestly, you want someone to be accountable for this. You're, you're trying to look and force yourself to find some kind of every every week. It's mental gymnastics for Eagle fans across the. Across the nation, this should not be a normal thing week after week after week uh, to try and make some kind of sense out of the offense. Because at the end of the day, this offense does not make sense. Um, Carson Wentz, you know, I you know the play calling again. We we like to have you on the move. We like you like to be outside the pocket. But there's at times you have to make throws, man. You have to make throws. And when you're sitting in a situation like this. Uh, for those who are on the podcast, you can't see the live uh, screen at the moment. It's Carson Wentz in the pocket with the open wide receiver in the flats, uh, and Ruby Miles about to be open on 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 the uh, on the flare. You got to make those throws, man. Uh, the, this is this is generic. That's a generic. That's a gene- generic route for any quarterback in the league. You just hit those plays, uh, and he's a hundred million dollar man. You've got to make those plays, uh, and we're not asking for much. And now there, there's parts. Of, there's, there was parts of the game where I thought, like, would this be a, a perfect moment to sit Carson when all is going wrong with the team? You know, obviously Jason Peters getting worked. Uh, Jason Peters looked like the the OG on the corner that used to be is now getting mugged on the street corner, and you're like, bro, someone save him, save him. Uh, Doug Peterson, your ability to to escape 
the easiest thing possible is run the football. Run the football, Doug. It was working. It was working until uh, Miles Sanders fumbled, but you, you, you have to go back to the run game. Again, nothing makes sense. The offense doesn't make sense. The defense is out there all day. It's just, it's just ugly, and we're, we're, we're not used to this. <laughs> is, it, is this rock bottom, Evan? How are you oh, feeling, my friend? Well, that, that's literally what I was just about to get at. So uh, I'm looking around. I'm scrambling for the bright spots that could potentially be uh, found in this offense, in this team. And what, there aren't any. What We've officially reached rock bottom. This is what it looks like. I have never, it, like, I can't tell you the last time I've felt this feeling that I have right now where I just want this season to be over with. Like, I, I've officially reached that level of the just dread and misery with watching this team week after week. It's not fun. Nobody enjoys watching this team go out and struggle as hard as they have. Um, I expected completely different things out of Carson Wentz when he signed this contract. I expected completely different things when Doug Peterson stood on the steps and told us this is the new norm. Um, those guys are complete strangers to me at this moment. I don't recognize them. Carson Wentz, I'm I'm really like hard pressed to say that like you need to be benched at this point. How how do we keep on rolling you out? You you perform so pitifully game after game. It gets worse every single game that goes on. The interceptions, the meatballs he's throwing up there, the fumbles, the safety, the the no awareness at all. He's costing us games, and it's not just him. It's the play calling. Doug Peterson needs to be held accountable. I think that we have to have a serious conversation. We need to look ourselves in the mirror. We have to recognize this coaching is a major, major issue on this team. We might be looking at some major, major moves going on in this offseason. Doug Peterson, I don't know, man. Would Eric Bieniemy be better in your position right now? Those are the types of things everyone's talking about. And how can you possibly sit there and argue the other side? I understand everybody has these feelings and this love for the team that brought us the Super Bowl. Guys, we are far, far from that. We've come, we've come a long way, and I want to win in the future. So um, I want a winning team, and I want to do what it takes to, to, do, to make that happen. And if that means we have to cut ties with people that we know and love, so be it. Internally, they have to make moves, and they can't allow egos to step in the way for them to move in the right direction. It's imperative. It's it's imperative to, to uh, be responsible and, and realize what you're seeing week in and week out from this offense. There's issues, and it starts with Doug. Uh, Prime, how are you doing, man? That's <laughs> uh, all I could do is just laugh, man. It's a shit show. You know what I mean, uh, going off of what Evan is saying, yeah, it's you know it's time it's time to clean the house, man. We got to get away from the people that we love. I don't love you guys no more. So take a hike, pack your bags, get the fuck out. It's it's a wrap. Jason Peters, who were you today? Like, you look like this was your first season in the NFL. Like, it's ridiculous on how you let Vernon just take over the game today. Um, Carson, again, bad decisions. Yeah, I was with you, man. Like, I was ready to just cave in and be like, look, sit him down. He's making poor decisions. Something needs to get cleaned up, and and it's frustrating, man. Like, just watching that game, period, and uh, uh, that's all I can say, man. 
Yeah. Yeah, Luke. Uh, Luke's checking in. Uh, how are you doing tonight, man? Uh, you were giving us that Duff, energy post game. Uh, it's, it's a difficult scene post game. Thoughts? Brutal. Brutal. I uh, can you guys? How, how's my audio, by the way? Perfect. In the car. Is it, uh, yeah. Okay. Good audio. Yep. All right. Um. Weirdly enough, I just drove by the art museum, and when, when we, we were there years ago, well, not years ago, three years ago, watching them celebrate the Super Bowl, and now we're like, well, this is probably the worst team we've had in a while. Uh, Carson Wentz played terrible. Um, I think a lot of his, a, a lot is to blame on him, but uh, also the O line played absolutely atrocious. Jason Peters got beat on every snap. Literally every snap. You watch 71, he's getting beat every time. Wentz, and this was before uh, the last the last drive, Wentz had 20, 20 attempts, 20 passing attempts. He was harried on 14 of them and hit on 10 of them. Um, I mean, that's just absolutely insane. I don't know how any any quarterback in the league is going to fare with that. Um, you know, I've always been a Wentz ride-or-die type of guy, and I'm starting to slowly but surely paint paint the clown face on my, on my own. Um, and it really, it sucks because you see the guy play so well for, for, for two, even three years. And it just feels like it's just, everything just went out the window. I, it, like what happened? Like where, I, it just, it, it, it's gone. It's, it, it feels like, you know, that, that magic that the Eagles always had, you know, they were the underdog. That's gone. That's long gone. And it like, it, it frustrates me as a fan uh, more than it frustrates me is like, I, I don't even, it just, it, it pisses me off because it feels like the last three years we, we were building something so big and you're thinking, wow, you know, the, the scope of the Eagles franchise might actually change. You know, we might be heading in the right direction and it takes all of about four weeks to just be like, yeah, no, it's, that's not what's happening. And it's just really, really frustrating. I'm sure you guys all feel the same way. Yeah, shout out to the uh, Eagle fans that are in the chat for those who are listening on the pod. Um, this is the post-game show, and it's very interactive with fans. If you want to jump on the uh, podcast, let us know. Give us a shout, and we'll send you an invite to the show. Uh, but there was a you know a message from Jeff. He, he just mentioned about you know talking about the same lame excuses from Doug. Now, I, I go back to that press conference with the, the beat writers where he's berating the beat writers and, and kind of like, being snarky and being like just being a real dick about it. And you look at this performance this week and you're like, this is what we're talking about. Like you come up here smug as fuck and, and try to outsmart everybody in the room when we all see what's they should have never gave us Eagle fans all 22. So we see everything. So don't, don't there's, there's nothing to trick us about uh, this football team. We, we know what we see. But at the end of the day, Doug, it's it's. Is it the, I started to think this thought in my head. Uh, this is coming towards a divorce um, between Doug and Carson, and yeah. it's the children left in between. Which which way do we go? <laughs> do we go with mom, or do we go with dad, or or we or, or we go on our own here? Because you're you're wondering like which way does this franchise moving forward look at Doug and Carson? Do they need to put another play caller in place? To right the ship, perhaps we need a new captain. We need a new admiral, maybe. Um, who's who's who, who is that guy? Um, because obviously it's gotten stale. They have to come up with some situations that make sense moving forward. Because at the at this 
at this given moment, they they got to come up with something. Um, are you guys? Do you guys really believe that there's going to be change? Um, not not immediate. Uh, what I would like to see is small steps being taken. So what we've seen out of Jalen Hurts so far, and the funny thing is, is that I've been completely against this all season long. I've been against uh, the two quarterback system. Obviously, I, I hate that. I hate the whole Taysom Hill concept. Uh, but I want to see more of. I want to see Jalen Hurts for an entire series. I, I would like to see that sort of thing happen. Um, I think Carson. We need to sit him down. There needs to be a, a check that's made here. Um, and uh, we we invested a second round pick in this guy. As many of us don't like that. As many of us wish that we were there was another pick taken. Gail, you're lo- you're looking at me that way, but. What do we have no, to lose just, at this I'll, point in the I'll, season? I, I would like to see what we have in Jalen Hurts at this point, just to, to moving forward. I'm not even looking at you. I'm personally in pain over here. Yeah, I'm just looking into the abyss. I was just going back in my head. I was thinking, is this like a, is this like a Kevin Cobb, McNabb, Baltimore game, where where you, even though shit's going wrong, you just throw someone in to, for a changeup, because there's no better. Uh, alternative. What do you have to lose? I mean, like to see how he throws the ball at least. It's sad, man. It's uh, it's not it, like at this point. Are you guys in the room, uh, Prime and Luke? Are you guys uh, just seeing the season for what it is and yeah. moving forward? Nah, I, I don't think any changes are going to come during the season. I mean, crazy part is they're still in first in the NFC East, which is it's going to come bite us in the ass, honestly, because we're going to get a shitty pick and we're just going to be right back in square one. Um, but I don't think any changes are going to come immediately, at least coaching wise. And I mean, as long as Jeffrey Lurie has been the owner, um, he, I mean, they paid Wentz. And I mean, we've been in this situation before um, with, with coaches and, and, and quarterbacks and we got to kind of pick one road and, the Eagles have always picked the quarterback there. They've always kept the quarterback and got rid of, of the uh, of the coach. So, I mean, honestly, I think they probably do the same thing. I think after this year, um, you know, if nothing ever nothing ever comes this year, which I mean, it's looking like nothing is. I think I think Peterson's gone. Um, I'm, I I don't agree with that, but I think I mean, you just judge uh, you just judge the history, and I mean, Laurie's takes the quarterback side. So, I don't know. There's a lot. There's a lot going through my head right now. Um, I first of all, can you guys hear me? Yes. All right. Yeah, there's just a lot going through my head right now. I mean, like Doug Peterson cannot do this shit on his own. I'm. Not, I mean, it's it's like, do you fire him? Do you not fire him? Right now, his play calling is a is ridiculous. Um, it proves that when Frank Wright was here, you know, they think they did things together. He had a he had his side piece. That's what I'm gonna call it. His side piece, you know, getting shit done for him. And he doesn't have that. You know, he obviously doesn't trust anybody else, not in that coaching staff of his. Everybody keeps on talking about Deuce Staley. I'm one to even mention Deuce Staley, but it just doesn't seem like it's happening. They're not listening to us. They're not listening to the fan base. They're obviously gonna go ahead and make these decisions amongst themselves and they're bad decisions. Um you know, he, he needs to either bring an offensive coordinator coming coming into the next season if he is still our head coach. Uh, you know, it's like it, I, I keep defending Carson day in and day out, and I'm going to keep on defending him. Like, right now the coaching is horrible. They are coaching him horrible. But he's making bad decisions on his own as well. 
So it's like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know which direction to go ahead and put the blame on. One week, it's, it looks like it's the coaching. One week, it looks like it's just Carson. One week, it looks like it's Doug Peterson. The next week, is like, yo, he needs help. So it, it's kind of hard to tell. But no, as of tomorrow or as of this week coming up, nothing's going to change. Nothing's going to happen. We're going to have to ride this damn season out. You know, we got four serious games coming up. And right now, the way it looks, oh my God, four straight losses, five counting today. <laughs> uh, and uh, T. Shad says the, the new norm. Uh, I, I coined it the new storm uh, because the new storm has got uh, hurricanes. It has tornadoes. And there might be another storm coming that we just don't know about it, but it's coming. So the feeling and the emotion that I have being a longtime, you know, Eagles fan and seeing the ups and downs of multiple, you know, eras. This, uh, I, I feel like this, if they don't do something right away, it's going to go off the tracks. And you don't want to go off the tracks. You want to have, uh, you got, you want to be on one side of the rail at least and get a new conductor if, if you're trying to save it at this moment. Because, you know, if you're an offensive coordinator and you're, you're, your offense is putting up straight ass for the last, Five weeks. How many points have we scored in like the first first half? Again, like we, we might score or look good in the first quarter. We go like we go like literally like three quarters without any of any offense to like the end of the fourth quarter. Like that, this is not acceptable. How can Lurie look at that offensively in an offensive perspective and see how that's productive for this team moving yeah. forward? And I, I think. Not. I think one of the most frustrating things with all of this is that like, we're uh, sorry, we're, we're doing this with a roster. We've been giving uh, them the injury excuse all, all season long, right? We've been talking about how, oh, well, you know, they're injured. You know what? They, they've got a lot of guys that have come back into this offense. A lot of key contributors they, these past few weeks. Like we're seeing most of our offense out there and this offense still is not able to put anything together whatsoever. To me, that points to coaching. Um, so like that, that's, that's where I'm standing right now. As awful as Wentz has been playing, I really think the core of this problem comes down to coaching. And yeah. I, th- I think Peterson's seat is a little bit hotter than Carson's in my opinion. Absolutely. I agree with you. I, th- I mean, Doug Peterson is definitely on a hot seat. Um, and I would say that they need to go ahead and coach and fire that whole coaching staff, bring in a new coaching staff in here. The key here more head though. What's that? We can keep Aaron Moorhead, though. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, all right, that's fine. Yeah, but well, like, it, and, and and like, I don't know. I mean, do you guys want to keep Deuce? I think I keep Deuce. Okay, I'm I'm okay with Deuce as well. But we need we need a a whole new uh, yeah, we need a whole new crew, man. It's just yeah, and <laughs> and like with enemy who's probably going to be available, at, you know, at the end of the season, if a head coaching job opens up. To me, if I'm choosing between Bienemy or Car- or I'm sorry, Doug Peterson at this point, I'm really hard pressed not to take Bienemy because what I'm seeing out of Doug Peterson is not what I uh, signed signed up for. But it, it makes you go back and think like what what is what is going what is going wrong with Doug and Carson? Because if you look back at the beginning of the season, you can kind of see where Doug is pretty much throwing Carson on the bus and saying he's got to dumb down his offense basically mm-hmm. for Carson. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. For a fifth-year quarterback, you're not. These are not the kind of words that you talk about. You, you talk about the beats talking about Jalen Hurts, very quick to defend him. 
Yep. Very, you know, very quick to defend him. Meanwhile, uh, the, you know, you got you got man's uh, the ghost of uh, Wrangler Jeans past making comment about uh, Carson Wentz, and it's got to take him like you know I, I get it, but it, he didn't really convincingly say the first time. He, they had to kind of like ask him again, but it's like it's just the way that he's handling the situation, handling the play calling. Uh, I question the leadership. You talk about Carson Wentz having to mention that he had to address the team. Like, was that a moment that you had to address the fan base? Have to tell us that you addressed the team mm-hmm. or talk with uh, uh, Spuds and have this Carson, I know you uh, address the team. Like, like what? this is a team thing. This is an internal thing. Like, him addressing the team should just be what it is between the team. So the messaging that I'm getting is very awkward. Like I've been talking about the whole season being awkward, yep. how everything sets up. But um, the looking at the chat, a lot of uh, blame Wentz, player hurts, Howie's got to go, Doug's got a lot of Doug's got to go. Um, John says, uh, I have to repeat, Taysom Hill did better than Wednesday. Taysom Hill, come on, shout out to John. All the more reason to have Hurts out there next week. The worst that could happen. Yeah, Cindy. Cindy in the chat says, "Hey guys, just uh, it was was to be expected. She was expecting this. It was a disgrace." <laughs> wow, uh, Cindy. Last week you drove her to drink. Last week now she's, you know, just just hanging. Hope you got out. another bottle. <laughs> Have a great night, Cindy. Um, <laughs> Jeff. Jeff keeps real. He says he misses the Virgin Wentz. Popped that cherry. Lost his ability to think. <laughs> Uh, Jeff says, damn, wish I was wrong, but right again. Taking, take the play calling away and damn Carson with his throws. There's picks today were some of the worst throws I've seen Carson throw in his entire career. And the, the, both those, the pick six, and they were meatballs, man. They, like, come on. Anybody could have caught that. My grandmom could have caught those picks. Like, it's inexcusable. <sighs> Yeah, Joey says, man, if Hurts is garbage also, uh, I mean, well, it, it just goes back to the, you know, this is a QB factory over here, guys. Yeah. Just, remember, just remember that. Yeah. The smug look on Howie's face and, Car- and uh, Coach Peterson's face in the second round when all of us Eagles Nation were waiting and willing to pick anybody but Hurts. But they're the smartest guys in the room, right? Could you – could you imagine if a beat writer comes uh, to the post game with that and just asks, "Yo, Doug, how's the uh, how's the QB factory coming along?" Yeah, you want to get? I, I would love you to hear get, that question. You want to get snarky? Yeah, clap back, Mike K. <laughs> clap back for us. <laughs> Shout out to Mike K for keeping it a buck and doing his job and and asking the right questions. Yep. Um, I don't know, guys. I mean that the, the Eagles have been putting us in an awful position all year. Uh, this this is our team. Before you know, everyone, all these players, all these coaches, they're here contractually. We're here for life. We we, we deserve answers as to why this team is as bad as it is. Uh, oh man, Evan's like we're here for life. Not I ain't going. He's like I'm not going anywhere. I'll be here. I'll be, I'll be here until I'm eighty, pal. Uh, <laughs> Now, uh, Deshay says uh, it's a culture thing. Larry got to get rid of Howie first. Howie's micromanaging Doug's roster. 
which is you, you make valid points. Uh, but I, I think Howie is the lapdog, like I said last week. He's the Maltese, and Lurie's the uh, uh, I'm not gonna say evil, but he's the the rich, um, rich man in the room. He's got his little lapdog, and his lapdog knows how to keep the budget, but does the lapdog that's kind of disrespectful. I mean, I asked Howie Rosen for a picture last year at the Washington game. I'm sitting there calling a lapdog. Uh, the, the idea of it is that's his guy, you know, that's his, his little groom guy over here, you know, so that whole idea of him figuring out who's going to play on game day and he he's the guy that's making the decisions. Yeah. Again, that makes it weird. Um, Cause you think any other head coach is going to sit there and listen to uh, a GM tell him who to play. Yeah. You think, you think uh, Bill Bel- Belichick has that kind of umbrella over his head? No. No. You guys are. I'm distraught. I'm, I'm distraught. I mean, I, I was looking at Baker Mayfield today, and I'm sitting there envious of the way that he's throwing the ball away in pressure situations. Looking at him like, oh, wow. See how he was able to just recognize that that play is going to go nowhere and just get it out of bounds? Like, yeah. why does Carson lack that ability? Oh, man. Um, again, I mean, I, I just feel like uh, from this standpoint, you have to um, internally, they have to figure out which way they want to go. Like, mm-hmm. again, you look at a Cleveland Browns team that has an identity, right? They know where they want to go. They know the direction they want to move in, whether it's run the ball down your freaking throat. No pun intended. Uh, Joe Osman, your neck is still on the field. Uh, that stiff arm was... 99 plus 10. Um, that's the kind of identity. They know who they are. They don't. They know. They know they want to run, literally through your neck, and do what they do. Manage the game with uh, uh, Baker Mayfield, even though he's not winning games for you. We talked about this pregame. Uh, they know who they are. This Eagles offense, we don't know who they are. This defense, we kind of know who they are. They're uh, kind of bend, they don't break really. Uh, they get tired often. Again, we keep saying the same thing. Offense, offense, offense. Doug Peterson play calling. Get Wentz outside the pocket. I talked about the ball placement. I mean, again, we look at that still photo. Carson's got to hit that, man. Um, Shout out to Marcus, who's on the show pregame. Can we talk about Alshon not going up for that catch? It looked like a missed time jump on that. Yeah, totally missed time. Missed time to jump on that, or it was the throw was off. It could be, could have been both. It could have, it, that could have gone either way. That could have gone either way. But I mean, like, it wasn't he, a good pass regardless. Yeah, I mean, they, <laughs> yeah. Uh, then they take, then they take away that one play from us where it was a fumble, a clear fumble. You're going to talk about blow the whistle because of forward progress? Come on, man. Yeah, that was, that was kind of, that's kind of shit. Um, Man, the shade was tight. He's talking about the, uh, the fruity dance that Baker was doing. He wanted to knock his effing teeth out because he sucks. Hey, uh, yo, he, uh, as much as I was mad, I posted the video. That's a man who's excited for his teammates. Like, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. I Carson excited for his – well, just us being in a situation where Carson was excited enough to do something like that. It's like when, when we're out there, yo, we got we – got, Dudes getting stiff arm in the neck and then hurdled in like between like three different plays, dude. How many t- how many guys have to get hurdled 
before someone gets dis- disrespected on this and, and does something about it. Uh, yeah. And then you see guys like Cox, he's getting banged up. Kelsey's getting banged up. There's warriors out there just giving it all they have. Uh, Hargrave, again, not really doing much. Um, yeah. All these damn full, uh, <laughs> encroachments. What was that, like five, four in the game? Oh, oh, my God. Baker Mayfield was killing us with the hard snap. Yeah, it was. The hard count. Shaquan says Doug gets to go home with a paycheck and enjoy food. Uh, Shaquan, you can get still get paid and get some food. Um, um, yeah, yeah, but it, the way that just back to like the great debate over who's in the hotter seat, I think that because of Carson's contract, that's that would lean more in his direction that he'd be safe. I mean, that you think about all that dead cap space versus what you'd be losing with the, uh, dropping Doug Peterson. Yeah, what the what the what the Philip Rivers signed with the Colts one year? I believe so. Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa! Frank Rice coming at the Carson buddy. <laughs> uh, Kyle says Carson is staying physically healthy, but not mentally. That's pretty. That's pretty interesting. It's an interesting look on it. Uh, I one of my my tweets that uh, I had let out during the game um, was about Carson. Uh, I was basically saying Carson can't be a gunslinger. If he's gun shy, and um, that's the whole identity of Carson Wentz—a gunslinger, right? A gunslinger mm-hmm. is a guy who goes out there. He's playing off the moxie. He, he's taking chances, uh, sometimes ill-advised, but sometimes uh, making huge, amazing plays. But then at the end of the day, this version of Carson, who's air quotes gunslinger, now has a double clutch motion in between ripping it we've seen carson rip a, a throw go back to the washington game yep him out again outside the pocket ripping a throw with ridiculous force we are seeing carson with guys who are open in the middle of the field or to the flats and he's not able to hit the man again guys are open he is not ripping the ball when he has the chance. We all know what Jaws put out that stat. It was like after 2.6 seconds, uh, his pass rating goes down. But, like, this is where we are as Eagle fans. I'm, we're literally looking at the, the amount of time that you're holding the football and breaking it down to under, like, two. if he gets it out before 2.5, his, it's, it's way up here. So, again, quick release, get the ball out. Three-step drop, hit the read. If that's your first read, you're not hitting that. And your second read is check down Charlie. And you're – oh, God. You know? Yeah. yeah. And and the times that he is hitting the check down, it's it's too late. It's like third and forever. And you're hitting down – you're hitting the check down for, three yard, for a three-yard gain. And it's like, okay, great. You hit the check down. But what was gained, man? Now Jeff on Facebook says, here's my question, Carson. Why is he not pulling the trigger? He's rolling his shoulders constantly, but never completes the motion. He had he had quite a bit of receivers open. As soon as the as soon as the play went off, let go of the goddamn ball, man. I don't. It's, think not, it. it's not even the first week. This is <sighs> which was last. We just talked about this pregame about him just letting it rip with Rager coming across, letting it rip. But there's the hitch. Mm-hmm. Ooh, and well, the- John over here. Look at him. The disrespect here. 
For which comment? No. Um. <laughs> uh, shout out to Prime's brother. My guy is, uh, he, he's blaming it on his brother's tattoos. <laughs> what do you guys think about this? I mean, we talked about prior to the game how uh, we, we thought it was a mistake for Mylata to ever be pulled out of the, the starting rotation after he had performed well. Do you think that moving well, forward now we can at least count on that? Uh, have, we, have we officially seen enough of Jason Peters to be able to hang up the uh, cleats on that one? Or He should. He should. He should. I'll, I'll take the damn cleats off your feet myself. Hang them up. Yeah. You should, man. I was embarrassed. Yeah, and I, to me, that just goes back to coaching. You, you, you—he has the final say in who get, who gets to go out on that field. I'll be mean, a tough man. conversation with the dude. Yeah, like I, listen, I, I, jo- Jordan, we are in a better situation as a team with Jordan Mailata in your position than we are with you. I'm sorry that it's come to this. That's the, that's the facts. I have nothing but the utmost respect for that man. And listen, he is one that goes in there and makes a deal happen. He got his money. He got his, you know what I mean? He, yeah. Yeah, did yeah. whatever he did, but this year you straight robbed us. Yeah. <laughs> you straight robbed us. Yeah. Now Brian uh, on Facebook says uh, Peterson is directly responsible for the momentum shifting back coaching last week, going going to two for no damn reason. And today not challenged to make a fumble, game changing, one hundred percent on our coach. I know everybody wanted to challenge that, but they could not challenge it the way that they called refs called it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, forward progress can't be called. Progress, yeah. Even though they should have called it, but um, shout out to Jimmy joining the the stream. How are you, man, my friend? Ah, oh, just just peachy, living the dream over here. Now I'm all right. Uh, we talked about it before the game. I didn't go into this with, you know, I try to temper my expectations. It still hurts. It still sucks. Uh, realizing the fact that Doug Peterson sucks right now, Carson Wentz sucks right now. I mean, you could point fingers at everyone: Howie Roseman, Jason Peter. I mean. This is bad, very bad. But, of course, we're still in first, so that makes it worse. You're just going to have to keep hearing things from Doug Peterson and the rest of the gang, all their excuses. So, yeah, I'm reeling right now. Yeah, yeah, and we we have I, – I think we're all on the same page. We've reach, officially reached the point where even if the Eagles do get into the playoffs, which personally I'm putting it out there, I don't think they do. I don't think the Eagles win this division. As bad as this division is, I still don't think we win. I, th- I think the Giants could potentially win this division. I mean, I, I, at this point, I don't want them to win. Yeah. Like, there's a point in time where, as a organization, you have to think about what's best for this roster moving forward is that to develop younger talent and see who we got. Yep. As an organization, like, who do we got? Who, yep. who are we rolling with? We're, do, we're doing a stock check. Yeah, I mean, who makes sense for the cap-wise? You, you manage the cap, Howie. Who makes sense monetarily? You know, you had to put that money in, in, in the because of you. Alshon is out here. He's like that that meme with uh, Dave Chappelle where he's got the money. He's like, oh, yeah, <laughs> he got he his can't catch passes because he got all that money. But that's not his fault. That's that's the situation at hand. And it's just that at this point, like when, when you saw Alshon go up and then there was a, a mistiming and just the way that the interception happened, you're just like, man, we, this is where we are right now. Yep. Yeah, it was, it was a real hard slap in the face by reality. And just to finish what I was saying, like I think we've officially reached that point in the season where even if they did make it into the playoffs by the grace of God, 
Like the, there's no coach that can escape the fact that changes need to be made at the end of this season. There's no, well, we made it into the playoffs so they can skate by another year. No, not, not this year, not after this. Yeah, Jeff makes a point about uh, Carson never looks to his left in the flat. Sanders and Scott is always open. I guess well, someone was saying that Sanders was open on the ball that he threw in the end zone, the left side of the field. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think someone was saying that to, in the chat. Respect to Kelsey, but now every single offensive line has been, has been hurt at some point. This is true. I mean, with the, the age numbers in this offensive line, uh, go by the average we've got some guys that are getting up there long in the tooth and uh i mean jason peters could start doing these those uh those geriatric commercials um he's getting up there in age you see joe namath doing those type of commercials he'll be doing those commercials pretty soon in the philadelphia area uh orthopedic shoes perhaps. it's just a bad rolls it's a bad scene guys and there's no other way to put it. Like you can't put a bow on a on a pile of dog shit. Yeah, and and there's no and that's the thing that I think this fan base needs to come to grips with is this is not a quick fix. We're not looking at like uh, you change one thing and then everything is all hunky dory. This is a we're we're rebuilding, guys. It's official. It's officially rebuild time. Well, look at Hugh Douglas. Uh, shout out to uh, Mr. Aaron Ortega. He said Hugh Douglas is now, uh, you know. Clapping back at the, at the Eagles Nation, saying, "I told you all, Carson sucks." Wow, uh, these are former players turning. This is the part of the season where we're turning on our own. You know so who's laughing the hardest right now? Huh? You know who's laughing the hardest right now? Who's that? Number five. Five. <laughs> He's number five. Oh, <laughs> number five. Oh, oh, he love you. And Nick Foles is in the still back. everybody the best out. quarterback in Eagles history. But uh, like I said, I you know we put the invite out to Eagle fans all across the nation. You want to jump on the podcast? You have something to say? We'd like to hear it. Uh, we're bringing in Nick from uh, Sacktown, if I'm correct, uh, coming in from Cali. Wanted to jump on and give a lot play. of Eagles fan in Sacktown. What's up, Nick? Hey, doing, man? Oh, what's up, guys? What's up? What's up? What's up? Nick, How, like How are you feeling today, right now? I mean, are you know? I know you got to be in a certain mood. Oh man, I'm feeling. I'm feeling disgusted. Honestly, I'm definitely feeling disgusted right now because, I mean, this is a game that we needed to win because this next month is not statistically on on, on paper. It's not looking good. (laughs) Tough games, tough games. We got the Saints, Cardinals, Seahawks, and Packers. So it's just like – It's a gauntlet, man, for sure. Yeah, then we finish the season off with the Cowgirls and and, uh, that football team Washington has or something. I don't know. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's, it's, I get, I'm like, I'm almost like, not like, um, now it's getting weird. It's getting weird for us because that now I want to see what they do. Like how I want to see the reality show, like the bad, crappy reality TV. This is what I'm looking forward to. I don't want to see how it plays out. I don't want to, you don't want to watch the shit or tell people you're watching it, but now you're watching it to see what the, what, what, what else is going to happen. Like you go through that gauntlet, you have, you know, Seattle, like I, I just don't, I don't, I just don't know what they're going to do offensively, um, moving forward at all. Like I, I have no more hope about the offense at all. But I think no, they can run the ball. Absolutely not. Oh, yeah. absolutely. They just won't. I mean, exactly. I mean, the first half we had 102 rushing yards, I believe. I mean, God forbid the weather conditions. You know, um, 
you have Sanders banged up, Scott banged up, you know, so it's like you can only do so much. I know we brought um, uh, Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard, yeah, you know, so we'll see if he's able to, you know, come up so we can have that, you know, three-headed monster again. Um, same for Clement, see what's going on with him. But, I mean, what is it going to take? What, what else more is it going to take for Carson? I guess there's still hope this season, yeah. or should we just – Jalen Hurts, nah. that's a big one. He even – I have cowgirl friend, uh, cowgirl fans hitting me up, feeling bad for me, like, dude, Carson's better than this. I'm like, wow, like, that's saying a lot. That's saying a lot for me at least. When it's you bad. Know, like – it's like my buddy's diehard cowgirl fan. You know, we watch the games together all the time. He picked him up in fantasy and just had to tell me uh, last night, yo, I had to drop him. He just wasn't working out for me. I'm like, wow, that's that's big. You got that's a cowboy. You got a cowboy fan support group. That's the first. That is, yeah, that's exactly. The first exactly. That's how you know you're at rock bottom. Too. Oh, yeah, this is yeah. actually bought me the shirt too for my birthday, and uh, when I uh, took it to the link last time when I actually met uh, King. Um, I think I, I, I remember like, you. I think yeah, I remember you. Yeah, yeah. At the pro shop. At the pro shop. Yeah, and because we played the Lions. That was a disgusting game. But I took a, I wore the shirt specifically because he bought it for me. I took a picture next to the trophy and sent it to him saying, you can't relate. The, the five <laughs> you claim, you never witnessed, you can't relate. So it's kind of like a – I'm trying to think of terminology for it, but – you know, it's like that's how you know we we hit rock bottom when cowgirl fans start to feel bad for us. That's how you know it's just the season's just trash. Yeah, and and to get back to your point that you were making in the beginning of that, it's just that like you're, you're asking about like what if we in injects Jordan Howard into this offense? Like what? How much difference would we see? To be honest with you, like there's no like I said, there's no quick fix to this. Like Jordan Howard isn't going to come in here and save our season. Unfortunately, I think maybe he could be a better alternative to Corey Clement. But I really just want to get to a point where I want to do a check on this roster. I want to see exactly what we have and what positions we really do need to work on. I mean, obviously, linebackers, obviously, we need to get some more depth on the offensive line. Um, we're looking for a quarterback, it seems, at this point, too. But I want to see what Jalen Hurts has. I mean, we we used the second-round oh, pick on him. You know what I mean? If, if we use that second-round pick, we might as well see what our value is. And um, who knows? Maybe this offense clicks better. Just want to get that's that when it gets real weird. What was that? I said yep. that's when it gets real weird. Yep. Well, Doug Peterson I mean, already said that Carter's the starter. You know, there's no possibility yeah. that's we're burning. Uh, we're going down in flames here. Yep. And, and I mean, like when you put Jalen in the offense, you know, it's he's not he put the ball what one time a few weeks ago, completed it to I believe. Uh, Dallas Garter, I believe, down the middle for like yep. 15 yards. Yep. After that, has it, I mean, you put him in, you have Carson Howard receiver. It's like, you know, the you already know what the play is going to be. It's it's open book. It's it's completely just, it's there. The defense yep. knows nobody, it, whoever watches football, when they put Jalen Hurts in, there's only one, two things he's going to do. That's it. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Uh, now, now looking at uh, Rob's comment, uh, shout out to Rob on Facebook. It says, what do we do, boys? What's the real problem? Uh, if I'm gonna, I'm gonna say the real problem is uh, I'd have to say chemistry. Uh, this team is lacking chemistry. It's lacking, um, I think, real real leadership at this moment. I think um, there's no accountability. Um, players are. It looks like they're about to go into pointing fingers mode at this moment. Moment, yeah. like <laughs> like like players are actually playing for their jobs. Coaches are coaching for their jobs. Um, and there's no real cohesiveness to what we're seeing. We can't yeah. help. 
I wouldn't be surprised in the slightest if uh, stories start to leak out from the locker room, anonymous sources, that sort of thing about, uh, you know, different players pointing fingers, different uh, how players are feeling about coaches, just and so on. Like um, we're heading that way. And that's what happens when things get ugly. There's no mysterious sources coming out of locker rooms when you have a good team. Uh, this is this is a bad team. And we are unfortunately haven't seen the worst of it. It it feels like it right now, but after we go through this four game stretch and um, Jimmy, just like going off what you said about Doug committed to sticking with Carson and riding this thing out. I really don't know what this is going to look like if we continue to do that. And this level of play we see week after week after week, it feels like we're going to be just slamming our head against a brick wall. And just like, why does this still hurt? I don't get it. It's like, dude, Stop. Uh, shout out to Birdman. Like we will. Another Cali representative. Cali is representing on the pod right now. There we go. Shout out to uh, Aaron yeah. Birdman. Birdman. Oh yeah. This is about uh, the only. This is about the only good is. news I have, man. I just got my chain. It's spinning and it's spinning and it's spinning. And it's spinning. That's about the only good news I got for Love you, fans. That's about Very it. Very nice, man. I mean, with, with these next four weeks, uh, how, how you're saying, like, hitting our head against the brick wall, at least we see it coming with these next four games. We see it coming. I didn't see it coming against the Giants. Definitely didn't see it coming against the Browns. But at least we have some type of, like, awareness of what's in store for, for us with the next four games coming up on the schedule. Yep. How you feeling, Eric? Uh... I've been feeling this way for, like, two weeks now. I, I knew we were going to lose the Giants game. I just felt it that Carson's body language is so off. I can't read it. I don't know if you guys can read it, but his body language is so telling that if I feel that he's just losing the team, that we're just cursed with that whole damn, you know, Nick Foles thing, and it's never, it's never gonna leave us alone, man. It, it still can't leave us alone. We got, we got Brett Favre Wrangler, man, still <laughs> bringing up crap and. It's just like we can't go past the rumorville, dude. We're always in the news for the wrong reason. Other teams can look bad, but the Eagles can't look this bad because then it has to point – someone has to be the fall guy. And right now, we're going to look for the fall guy. Who's, who's going to be the fall guy right now? Me personally, I do want someone fired. Who is that going to be? I don't know. But I do feel like I want someone fired because this is just – dude, do you think – this is probably the ugliest I've seen it in a long time, man. And this is downright. I mean, I, I mean, I don't know how you guys are even watching the game. And all, all, it's just optimism. We're just looking at the TV like, this is boring. This sucks. Like, what, what is this crap? Like, you're making our players look like straight losers. And we keep doing the whole merry-go-round with their offensive line. I'm, I'm so tired of it, dude. Like, leave stuff alone. Just... I don't know what you're doing, Doug. Look at his presser. He is so his his eyes are going up, down. He's breathing heavy. He is so uncomfortable, dude. And this is this is all bad. He's literally losing this team in front of us all right now. And th- this is just a huge dumpster fire. And I bring more crap. If there's any more crap to bring right now, just keep bringing it because we love the storm, like you said, Gil. This is a huge storm. And it's just turning into a huge tornado, like a F five or something. This is bad. Yeah, you know, you know, with this with this kind of storm, you never will know where uh, the wind's going to turn. Uh, but uh, 
turning to Tim. Shout out to Tim, uh, also joining us. Uh, how are you feeling? What's going on, guys? What's going on? Adam, Tim likes to bring the wisdom. Uh, always bring the thunder. I mean, how how are you feeling after what you saw today? I am hurting right now. I am like all of us uh, around the country, just wondering what product we're seeing on the field right now. I don't understand. I know Eagles Nation, Eagles fans want to, you know, kick blame to everyone and kind of single people out. But I mean, it goes across the board. I, I just I don't see it like we like, you know, like you guys were saying earlier, it, it starts at the top. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm looking at I made a comment earlier. Where is the blame on Jeffrey Lurie? Like, I, I don't I don't understand what, what's going on here. Are you not watching what product is getting put on the field? Are you not watching where your millions of dollars is going? Are you are you not seeing this? You're running a business. This is your business. This is what you're you know invested in to bring Super Bowls and championships to this city. And this is what product you're getting on the field for a return on your dollar. I mean, I don't understand how this can be. You could sit in a press box and think that this is okay. And we just keep going through the same thing week in and week out. And we're just waiting for something different. Give me something different. I, I just don't understand. I don't understand. And we, we keep going back. I had a conversation earlier in the week with a Eagle, you know, huge Eagles fan. And he, he kept going back to the Super Bowl. And I get like everyone wants to go back to that time. But this is not that team. Like Eagles Nation, stop thinking that we are this 2017 team. Like this is a complete overhaul of what we had then. I mean, so and and if you if you want to hang on to that, you want to hang on to any kind of remembrance of it, then look at it this way. What did we have that made us successful in that season? And let's forget about the the, the postseason. What do we have prior to? We had a GM or partial VP of player personnel in Joe Douglas who knew how to draft, who knew how to you know recruit guys and get guys that were coachable, that were going to learn, that were going to be able to produce in the end. And then what would we also have? We had Frank Wright, an OC, who is in Carson's ear right on the sidelines that Carson can go to and say, hey, this is what I'm seeing on the field. This is what I'm this is what I'm not sure about. What do I do? Doug, as a head coach, cannot do that. He cannot. And this and this mysterious, you know, uh, uh, offensive panel that we're that he, that he tried to put in place this offseason to 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 bring out these uh, creative minds is a complete dud. So what what is going on? I just don't understand. I don't I don't see it. Let, let's let's rip it down and let's start back to what we know. Like we, we did with after the, the, the Chip Kelly finasco, let's rip it down and start and get back to the things that we know. We need an OC in the house. We need someone who can groom Carson and get Carson to be that 2017 that we all love. He needs an OC. Yeah. This, this is like a beautiful house with absolutely awful foundation. It's just ready to crumble at any moment. And uh, that's it's, we feel like every week we're just waiting for the walls to cave in. I mean, it, it's bad, man. Yeah, you talked about uh, – you alluded to Jeffrey Lurie where where he stood. Uh, that's something I kind of made mention to on our last podcast on basically does, does he need to come down there with a 52 angry men and uh, you know, without – no T-shirt for, for Doug, like in a basic-ass coach, like T-shirt, <laughs> like – where, when, what, at what, at what point does he step in and kind of uh, put the smack down? Like, no, Carson Walt uh, isn't coming back, and Mike Grove is not coming back. I'm putting my foot down. It's my team; they're not coming back. Um, 
what time what time does he have this moment? Does he have this midseason? Does he have it after the season? Um, that's the one thing that you have to ask. Like, you know, what are you doing, Larry? Yeah, and I, I hope that there's not too much of an ego thing there uh, because, you know, I, I hope that there's not leaning on um, that Super Bowl win a few years ago. It's crazy how far we've fallen, but, like, you can't move forward with the same thing that we're trotting out each and every week. It's not going to work. And just reminiscing about how good things were in the past isn't going to make our future better. Yeah, uh, stop with the nostalgia. Yep. Shout out to Chris, uh, who um, recently changed his uh, obby because Chris doesn't look like a Joker clown with the Eagles hoodie on. Uh, this reminds me of the last Andy Reid year. Does this give you any Andy Reid vibes? Anyone? It gives me Chip Kelly vibes, honestly. Yeah, I was going to say. My, my, minus tearing the, the team apart and selling people unnecessarily, this offense, this whole game plan reminds me of Chip Kelly. It's once again with, you know, we're, we're giving power to someone who is not ready to have that type of power, you know, like that. But the quote we've said thousands of times, you know, throughout the years with great power comes great responsibility. And Doug's yep. not ready for this power to to be have it. Mm-hmm. He's just not. He's just not. He's 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 not ready for that. He's a great team guy. He's a player's coach. He can get these guys somewhat fired up. It's a little bit harder now where we're dealing with 2020 and this pandemic and everything else, no fans in the stadiums. Okay, we get it. But at the same time, we need to have something done to bring this team together. Like yeah. something has to happen. And and I think what in more instead of Lori uh, is what I was thinking about the, the ego thing with Doug. I think that Doug is looking at this situation. I don't think that he really views himself as the problem. I think that, you know, week after week, we're saying, yo, dude, this play calling is completely vanilla. Like, we need to switch things up. Maybe we, someone else needs to call plays. Maybe there needs to be another person in play design, an, an offensive coordinator, something. But this guy's looking at the fact that he's got a statue of himself outside the stadium. He's selling books after, uh, you know, winning the Super Bowl, and he's just thinking about how great he is. Dude, you've got serious problems in your hands right now. Let me ask you guys a question. Are we a product of fool's gold from last year, thinking because the division was so horrible we we limped into the playoffs? Are we a product of that, thinking that we actually had something when we actually had nothing? We're still – it was just that we were just in that bad division? I mean, yeah. I I, uh, I said earlier that, like, even if we were to somehow limp into the playoffs this year, there's no coach that escapes the hot seat in the, in this offseason. There's no, well, we made it into the playoffs, so we're going to let them skate one more year. That's not happening this offseason. Every single coach deserves an evaluation and whether or not they're going to be here or not. And if the head coach goes, you might as well clean house. Clean house. Yeah, I think we've been holding on to it for since the Super Bowl. So I agree with Aaron on that. You know, I think they've just been riding this nostalgia wave. And they talked about, oh, we're going to get rid of Malcolm Jenkins and some key pieces, but, you know, we'll keep JP out given it was due to injury and stuff. But I completely agree. I think that this this has been BS and we just kind of been overlooking it. And now the shit's starting to really stink and we smell it. And this is bad. <laughs> so it's time to rebuild. And I think, Doug, you definitely should have had an offensive coordinator and that's his failure. And he's he's not holding himself accountable or anyone else in the right areas. So mm-hmm. this is a shitstorm. Yeah, that, that's that's what I was saying uh, in the group chat before we jumped on. Is just that, like with Doug Peterson and that 
uh, post game press conference. I'm so mad, man. Like, I, if he's so much, and with all his snarkiness to how he treats the reporters and everything, if he so much as cracks a smile, I was ready to just start like punching, man. I'm I'm so sick of the lack of accountability, the snarkiness, the kind of just in your face. Well, yeah, I'm the coach, and you guys are just gonna have to deal with it. We're sick of dealing with this team. This, this is the, the number one team in Philadelphia. This is everybody in the city pays more money in merchandise and tickets in just time spent thinking about this team. And quite frankly, we deserve better. This is bullshit, man. <laughs> that was a message from Chip Kelly uh, to Doug Peterson. He said, suck it, Quebec. Um, at the end of the day, uh, I feel like this, this franchise owes it to the fan base. This is a loyal fan base. Uh, win, loser, tie. Uh, we're here. We're, we're representing the squad. Um, it's very hard to represent the squad because uh, they, you know, to have trust in someone, you have to know who they are, and that's how you form trust. This 2020 football team, we do not know who this football team is. We have laid no trust in the squad that you put out there. There's, there's, there's some pieces that resemble a former team that we love, but it, it's, it's all weird. Um, and we don't have faith at this moment. And it, it, right. Eagle, Eagle fans have uh, every right to not um, want to watch the rest of the season. We will be watching, but uh, how do you guys feel about that? Don't ride it out, man. You ride it out no matter what, but it's frustrating. Um, I mean, I, I don't show excitement like I did in the beginning of the season. I don't show no excitement like I have in the past couple of years. But this is this is dreadful, man. I mean, I didn't think I was going to get back to this feeling like this so soon. And and I don't know if it's because of all the shit talking we've done throughout the years or what. It's now coming back and biting us in the ass. But I guess that's reality. Uh, and the reality is we suck bad. <laughs> we suck again. James from Facebook says not only are – they bad, but their attitude is horrible. The atmosphere of this team is surrounded and makes it so much worse. Uh, it, it's, it, I, I go back to that comment about uh, Carson Wentz saying that he addressed the football team. I didn't like that. That's a, that's an in-house thing. You know what I mean? Like you don't like, hey, me and my team had a conversation today. We talked about team building. Yeah, you like, you, you keep that under wraps. You got problems, you handle them. There's, no accountability, no recognition, no improvement week after week. I get it, man. I get why this season is tough to watch. It's been tough to watch since week one. We haven't found rhythm the entire season. I'd say since the second half of, of the Washington game, it yep. was it's been it's been rough. I mean, yep. I mean, I'll, I'll kick this out, out to you guys. I mean, we were talking, you know, we're just talking about what we're going to see the product for the rest of the season. I mean, how many wins are we looking at here? I mean, we might are we be looking, looking at it? Are we looking at a situation where where we're just we're purposely you know looking to tank to to get a, a draft pick? Are we at that point right now? Are we at the point where we're like, hey, draft? Yeah, but 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 for what? But for what? We suck at that too. Well, I mean, well, that's when the big changes happen. A better in the opportunity to get a pick, you know, that you won't probably screw up. They they have a better shot when they're up in the top ten usually. Uh, the Eagles do anyway, but. You kind of think you're like, man, like if if we make it in with five wins, and we we lose that 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 uh, draft yeah. capital by going getting in the playoffs, when you could just 
you know, because I, I really don't until they until they get hot or they have a full team. Like, all right, just just uh, follow me here. Deshaun Jackson comes back later on. Zach Ertz is back. We have the two tight end sets. Um, can they get hot? No. Is Doug still calling plays? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There, there is no getting hot this season. And that's what you answer my question for me. Like you don't, you, these are all like a wish and a prayer mm-hmm. scenarios. So it's like we can be real with ourselves. We we all watch this team close enough. We know what we see week in and week out. To know that I don't believe that these guys can get it done because it seems like it doesn't seem like fifty three men who are in like. In rhythm, you know. Brian, <laughs> Brian said it's a dead bird. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you guys another question: Is if we get the right coaching in, is Doug going to be too proudful and be like take it as disrespect because he has to admit that he needs help? And then now we're going to be in a world where uh, Doug feels disrespected, or do you think he'll put his big boy pants on? and fix this, you know, he needs help. I mean, he keeps saying he does it, and he's going to get better, but how are you going to get better? There's two sides to that. So if Doug, P- if coaching changes end up happening and those coaching changes don't involve Doug Peterson leaving, they're going to involve – he's going to have a say in who comes in. He's not going to have total say, but he's going to – so if we end up bringing in somebody and Doug Peterson stays, it's going to be a guy that he pretty much agreed w- would be a good guy to work under his system. If Doug Peterson were to leave, would and he would he feel disrespected uh, You know, after leaving or whatever? I don't care. If we're winning football games, I don't care if Doug Peterson is feeling uh, you know, disrespected from his couch. That's not my problem anymore. What do you guys want? If this, you know, keeps going the way it's headed, what do you, what, what is your top priority that you want to see change with this organization? What's number one on your guys' list? It's a tough decision. Yeah. Yeah. Offensive coordinator. Yeah. Because I mean, coordinator, man. Look, look, we can sit here and talk about, you know, the defense did this or how, you know, special teams outside of the block today hasn't really had any, any kind of positive play in the last, I don't know how many games. I mean, we could sit here and talk about all of this, but the bottom line is is that the Philadelphia Eagles football team goes through Carson Wentz. He is our $100 million quarterback. He is the franchise face. He is the guy. So with where he goes, the rest of this team goes. He is the captain of this ship. And without him getting the development and getting and having the positive growth that he is supposed to have at year five, we're not going to go anywhere. I mean, I just – there's no way. There's no way. There, we, we don't matter what we draft. It doesn't matter anything else. Free agency doesn't matter. Carson Wentz is the Eagles. If he does not develop and become into the quarterback that we saw those amazing, you know, magical Wonderland Universal Studios, you know, <laughs> shots in 2017, if he does not become that guy, we will be – down here with the the Washingtons and the Giants of the rest of this league it is bottom line. Yep. Well, you said five. It made me laugh because it's five. Yeah, it is five. It's it is five, five. 
Um, it's not like two, three, it's five. Um, One, two, three, four, five. But with that being said, how many more years are we giving him? Because we already kind of know, We, t- you guys touched on it last week, that there are probably not going to be any coaching changes going forward. So because of COVID this season and yeah, and everything but, else that's going on, I don't see, I don't see Jeffrey coming down from the press box being like, Doug, you're done. He's going to give him another year to get this, this ship rolling correctly in the direct right direction. I, I, I just believe that. I don't think that he's going to cut bait with the guy who won you your only Super Bowl. I just don't. I, yeah. I don't. So with that being said, how many more years do we rely on Carson? Because obviously think, Jalen's not ready. I think, uh, I, well, I mean, J- Jalen in the few uh, times that we've seen him, it certainly has seemed that way. I mean, he's he's made mistakes, sure. But we really haven't even seen an entire series out of Jalen. So I think to say that Jalen's not ready is kind of pre- premature at this point. Uh, you know, he he was a really good quarterback coming out of uh, of college. I think he was, you know, he slipped into the second round. That's why the Eagles even took him in the first place. Um, I'm not saying he's going to come in here and be our savior, but I think that to answer your question, they each get a year apiece. Um, I think if the Eagles don't cut bait with uh, the coaching with Doug Peterson this offseason, I think there's a potential for that conversation to be had. But if we end up moving forward with both the same quarterback and the same coach next year, the the, the clock is ticking. They got one year, in my opinion. I, I agree, Tim. I, I totally agree. Uh, yeah, it's one more year with them too. Yeah, you're right. He won us the Super Bowl. They're going to hold on to him. Carson is our quarterback, but there can be changes made. Get rid of Jim Schwartz. All right. We need a new defensive coordinator. I think that's something that we've probably spent too much time giving him more and more chances. I know as the years going, uh, kept going, um, us winning the division or coming back and after a horrible beginning of the season and then finishing off strong, that's kept his job. But this year is totally it. He's got to go. Um, we need an offensive coordinator. They need to cut the bullshit. If, if, even if they decide to get one within the staff that we have right now, Deuce Daly, Moorhead, whatever, I mean, that's fine. But those are the type of changes that we got to go ahead and start making. So, I mean, I totally agree with you. But no matter what, changes have to be made within the organization. I guess so why do we need to hire outside when we have Deuce and Marty as coach? But I think if you want to look at Scangarello, you want to look at Somebody, if, if any of those guys were their plan for the, uh, you know, who's going to be the default guy if Doug messes up? Like if those, if one of those guys is your guy, I'm hope, yeah, I'm thinking Skangarello is. Give him a shot. Let him dial up some plays this week. Because if I'm lurry, because I'm, I'm, I'm putting my foot down. I'm going in there, end game style. Press Taylor. <laughs> You know, love it, love it, love coach it. Coach just like disappearing. <clears throat> like at this point in the season, I, I'm looking for some some pro- progress. And if I don't see any, we haven't seen progress. Uh, I mean, that that right now is the definition of insanity: doing the same damn thing week in, week out with no results. Um, that's insanity. It certainly is. Well, and I, I think you know Doug Peterson. Uh, sorry, no, I was done. I was just going to say that Doug Peterson, you know, uh, honestly, we might not make any changes this year, but um, I think we should. I really think that Doug Peterson, you know, he's proven that he's not handling the media well. Things are just not going well for him. I think that Jeffrey needs to step in 
and maybe it's Press Taylor, Rich Gandrello, somebody, but you got to change things. You know, like you, Gail just said, the definition of insanity is doing the same thing and expecting different results. This is BS. You got to change it up. Uh, Rich Gandrello runs the ball more, you know, his history. So I would love to see that. But right now, this is a dumpster fire. And if you want to have any hope, like Gail said, with Ertz and Sean, all that stuff coming back, you got to make some damn changes because. I'm not finding any hope, but I don't think this team's given up. I don't think football players are really going to go out and do that. They're going to fight, but they better make some damn changes. Now, T. Shads makes a point. He, you know, do you think you think the optimistic front office changes of the Sixers put pressure on the Eagles and stuff? I mean, it's a whole different um, ball game, but it's uh, it does make you think. You know, if you're Lurie and you're looking at your organization, like maybe I might need to make some changes. So if you're looking at um, you know the what's his name, coach of the Sixers. I'm, I'm John Doc Blank. Rivers. Yeah, Doc. Not Rivers. Doc. Not Doc. Mm-hmm. Well, bringing in Doc Rivers after just Brett Brown. Brett, Brett Brown, Brett Brown, uh, year after year of what Brown in the same uh, mindset. Sometimes you have to bring in different attitudes and different uh, changes of voice. And I think um, we talked about is Doug Peterson's message getting stale. Yeah, and I think there's a, a – go ahead. Were you going to finish? No, I was just thinking. I was like, in my head, I'm like, this, I think Doug Peterson has, has issues with Carson Wentz. I, th- I think there's a lot of parallels between that Sixers team with Brett Brown and this Eagles team. I mean, th- that Sixers team had pieces like Embiid and Ben Simmons who are clearly really good players. That I think that we do have really good players on this uh, Eagles team, and they're just not being utilized correctly. And that, to me, just points to coaching, coaching, coaching. That's the issue here. You know, the Sixers recognize that, and they put what we expect to be a real head coach uh, to, you know, make Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid bring us the glory. We need the same sort of mindset for this Eagles team. Timmy, with a question, uh, with a uh, statement, I hope we don't waste Miles Sanders. Hmm. You will with Doug. (laughs) Dang. I mean, it's, it's, like, it's, it's be real. He's not. He's not a. He's not a run happy coach. I mean, he he falls out of the Andy Reid tree where Andy didn't run the ball. Doug's not going to run the ball. So, I mean, what what are you going to do with him? Do you think the enemy would fall out of the same tree? I don't. I personally don't. I don't because I think that he has, and I think that he would put people around him. I mean, and, and maybe this is a knock, you know, the knock again on Doug, but you have guys around you like a deuce who is constantly telling you that, hey, we might need to run the ball here. Hey, we might, you know, we might need to think about running the ball, you know, on this down. When, when you're third and one, you shouldn't be looking to throw a pass. You should be looking mm-hmm. to run the ball mm-hmm. with a guy who's averaging six yards a carry. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that's a big one last week. I remember against the Giants, it was third and one. Throw the ball 15, 16 yards downfield and complete. And it's like, he's hot too. First game back, he's hot. Miles is hot. Give him the ball. He's going to get that one yard and more. So, I mean, that's the big thing I would hate to see, especially Miles. He's a young he young kid. He has heart. He loves his team. And he's a tough runner. He's a tough runner, and he opens it up for Boston Scott as well. Yeah, I mean, Boston Scott has been coming on lately. And, and, oh. it's, and it's not like after watching this game, you're realizing that they, they can move the ball successfully 96 yards in the first half bro like there's no reason for you to stop running the ball once you once you started to get back in your old ways uh things got a little hectic and you know at the the end of the day you're like 
again, I get, I go back to that. Like, I shouldn't have to be saying like we got to protect Carson once from making these mistakes, but that's it what gets, happened to that. It gets frustrating because it's like Doug is helping these defense, these uh, you know, opposing defenses with the play calling. Like, you you're gonna go ahead and keep on make um choosing pass plays, pass plays, pass plays. These guys are just going to go ahead and sit back and expect a pass play. There's not going to be no pressure. You know what I mean? That's the reason why these defensive backs are so tight on our wide receivers. You're not changing the game. You throw a couple of run plays or, you know, offset it a little bit, maybe 10 run plays compared to six passing plays. At least you'll get their mindsets like, like, oh, shit, what's it going to be? Is it going to be a run? Is it going to be a pass? But no, keep on with the same goddamn thing. And yeah, you're making all these defensive players look like studs. I keep hearing every goddamn week about, oh, this defensive player, shut this guy down, shut this guy down. Look how he's playing. And he's not even like that. No, absolutely not. Yeah. And I think I think Paul brought up a good point. And like we were just talking about, I hope that Miles Sanders doesn't get wasted by Doug Peterson. Look at how we've seen the regression of Carson Wentz this year. Hopefully Doug Peterson doesn't contribute to a regression of anybody else. That's how I'm looking at it too. I mean, like we're, we're sitting. What was that? It's contagious, bro. It is. It's mm-hmm. straight up contagious. Like it, it, and it all starts at the top. And I think that Doug Peterson has. It's been really detrimental to Carson's progress. This is like Tim said. This is year five, man. This is year five, and, and still making rookie mistakes too. You know, it's just like uh, uh, last week with that little the the. I forgot who he threw the ball to, but he pumped fake. He hesitated and then threw it, and it was incomplete. When you had the first down, if you were to just do it, it's a, one, it's a three-step drop. One, two, boom, get the ball yeah. out. He's the gun-shy gun gunslinger. He had he had Gun-shy gunslinger. Yeah, that's a I can't take credit. It's, 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 it's hard to to open it up when Carson only dumps five, seven-yard passes. Yeah. I mean – that's that was his best friend. That, that, that's him and Ertz's connection is five, seven yards downfield. He'll either sit or he's gonna do a little uh slam, maybe like a little uh dig on it to the inside. But that's, that's it. He's, he's not he's not going deep. He's not and he has the arm. That's the thing. He has the arm. He just doesn't have the chemistry and trust within his receivers to make it. Because look Those last year with Nelson and JJ just shit in the bed. Those plays yeah. are the ones that are really <laughs> frustrated seeing these little quick dump ball passes. Well, yeah, it goes, I, it's hard. It goes it along with what you were saying before. It, <sighs> it's, I mean, yeah, that's that's his like safety net. But I mean, bombing downfield, you 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 could build trust. Like Rager, he, you know, we've seen him. I think in what week one or two is like he had like a fifty yard catch. I think it was like the first game. Um, it's like Hightower. I know Hightower can be that guy. Hightower is has the speed. You know, he was hoping to get. Alshon, I'm Alshon, Deshaun, but that's that's not happening, obviously. I mean, Alshon didn't even go for that ball in the last interception he has. And it's like – and just turning the ball over, too. Like, oh, my goodness. It's yeah. it's sickening. It's sickening, too. How many how many targets did, did – can anybody tell me how many targets Alshon had today? Two. Three? I counted he was three. Yeah, I counted it was three. I know he dropped one. Could have been the first down. Dropped one. That one uh, to the interception, I forgot the other one. Oh, he did catch one, I think. I think he did catch one. Yeah, one. And, then, and that's thing is, one thing is the way that they're using uh, Rager. They're still not targeting him enough. They're still not utilizing him enough. I think utilizing him again. We got, we're just asking for a jet sweep. I don't. I don't. I don't care if you fake the jet sweep. Just uh, some repetitive motion to play off with your uh, some play action or or counter with some runs. 
is the, the idea of Jalen Rager just going in a pre-snap motion gives Carson Wentz some some some, some reads, some easy reads. Mm-hmm. Like he's, you know, he's always running across the field with him. Okay, we got some zone here. I know what I'm I'm, I'm feeling a little bit more comfortable. Um, if you, you can recognize the bliss a little bit better, if you see guys moving around, maybe that helps mm-hmm. out a little bit. But using some of those play designs that would help, um, or or just even like you know, if you give Rager a jet sweep twice or three times in a game, just to keep teams honest, it's it could work wonders. Oh, yeah. You know, we're just talking about like dressing up a pig right now. Put lipstick on this pig right now because make it look different. <laughs> you know, it, look, it looks bad. It looks ugly. Yeah. But at least make it look a little pretty and easier for Carson Wentz uh, moving forward because he's having issues. Again, you see the hiccups. You see the hitches in the throw motion. You're seeing the, you know, him trying to hold on to the ball and make things happen when he can just let it rip. He doesn't want to let it rip. That's no, that to me, that's the most frustrating part about Carson Wentz, not letting it rip. And he's hesitating. You know, we see a week, you know, he's hesitating his first Pump week. Fakes. He's hesitating. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just get it out. Cat get it out. Ball. I mean, what's the worst I can have? Like, my buddy and I, like, we went, mm-hmm. oh, and what, nine last week on third down today? We went like two and 10 or two and nine. That's like yep. something. I mean, it's not going to get any worse. I mean, we're saying I what three six and one. It's not gonna get any worse. Three seven and one. Yeah, <laughs> can it? With the shitty, with the shitty division, we still have a chance. That's the crazy part about it. we still have a chance. No, no, no. We go. Imagine like it feels. It feels the worst right now. Yeah, that's gonna get worse than this. It feels the worst right oh, now. Will, wait, will. wait, wait till four weeks from now. Right. Like, like somebody uh, on Twitter earlier posted like, oh. Um, how can the Eagles ruin my Christmas? Or I hope they don't ruin my Christmas. So I'm like, have you not seen the next four games? Like, yeah, yeah, it's coming. It's, uh, it's gonna hit us, but it's expected. Like we know what's like a top happen. ten pick under my tree. I tell you that. I mean, they're already ruined Thanksgiving, and they didn't. Uh, I'm telling you right now, all you guys are gonna be having extra gray, especially in the beard and the stashes. Yeah. That's to come, and you might be losing here too. That's just coming as Eagles fans. I was gonna tell you guys the last time I felt like kind of happy with this Eagles team was like last year when we played the Green Bay Packers because we went up to Green Bay. I don't think we were expected to win, and it felt like Doug and Carson were kind of like, okay, we're we're gonna fight, right? And then uh, you have Jordan and Sanders thundered and lightning, and I thought we figured it out, man. I thought I thought I said, wow. The Eagles have really figured this out. I was really excited. And then after that, I, I don't know, man. Like, I haven't felt any – like, I know the last three games last year, um, but I felt like where we were in the fight was when we played Green Bay, and now we just, we're just gone from that now. And that was – we stuck with thunder and lightning, and now we just have a little bit of thunder, and then we, they're taking that away from us. So I don't know what Doug's doing here. He keeps switching things up, and it's not working. <laughs> Big fish little boat wants to cut Yoda. Uh send a message. Uh not doing after they paid him. But you know, whatever you can do to get a lot on the field, I would go where I would go there. Uh, get get younger guys involved. Um I don't know, man. Uh Mike says this offense is very vanilla. I don't know. I don't even I don't know if it's got vanilla in it. There's no flavor to this offense. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just straight sour. cream. This is straight cream. It's like cream. Gelatin. I, I just wish Carson would Pickle actually like, become a leader <laughs> that he can be and change the plays. Like, I mean, look at Aaron Rodgers. He faked like he couldn't hear the plays and changed it up. 
I mean, third and seven, you you do an RPO. Third yeah. and seven, RPO, and you, I, I believe he got sacked on that play. I'm like, yeah. well, what are you doing? It's third and seven, RPO. Like, what? It's nonsense. I don't know. It's, it's, <laughs> it's horrible. It's shitty. Does that does that become a slippery or slope, though? Does that become a slippery or slope if, if Carson's on the field making making play calls when Doug's telling him to do this, to do certain things? And now you have that that tension between the two of them, the play caller and you know the executor on the field. I mean, I mean right, now, right, right now, I'll take that shit. I will, I will, I'll take it. Oh, I'll take it. I, will, I want that. I want all the smoke. I want, I want. Yeah, give it, give it to me. We're already in the position that we're in right now. Fuck it, go with it. At least we would see some kind of passion out of, out of somebody. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it jumpstart somebody's heart. I, th- <laughs> I think this week is about to be really uncomfortable, to be honest with you. Across oh, yeah. the board. And, and oh, Novacare, yeah. it's going to be uncomfortable Ooh, in the building. Really? The press yeah. conferences are going to be uncomfortable. I want, and I want, I want every more. second of it. I want, <laughs> I want to be that to be injected in my veins. Yeah. I want the blush red cheeks. I want it all. <laughs> I, I, want Luke, I want a Luke Skywalker, Darth Vader moment where I am your father, and then he just cuts off Carson's wrist, hand. <laughs> and then uh, it's just really awkward. You know what I mean? But uh, Doug, Doug, and I- Carson are in marriage rehab, bro. They're in marriage rehab. That's all yeah. this is. This whole season is they're in therapy, and it's not working. I don't know who the counselor is, but it ain't working. You know what? Yeah, and it, it, it might be best divorce. for the kids, us. If they just got a divorce, I gotta <laughs> be honest. I mean, it might. It's, it's it's <laughs> All right. So, if uh, if we're, we're we're spending Christmas, where are we spending Christmas at? Oh, it was a divorce. Oh, hell. I'm halfway between yeah. both their houses. I'm hiding, hiding from all Dallas fans. Well, you, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to Jalen's house. Like, if I'm going to Jalen, you're going to your. Uh, where are you going, Nick? Oh, I so said I'm, I'm, I'm hanging with Jalen because, like, say, say if, if, if if Carson does change the plays and he gets benched. Oh, he said Jalen's house. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, that's how. That's how it's making even more worried. You with like the side chick, Evan. Oh yeah, (laughs) it's tough, man. But I'm. uh, I think I'm going to Carson's house. I'm. uh, I I don't. I don't want. I don't want to hang out with Doug. I don't want to look at his face. I don't want. I don't want. I'm gonna. I'm gonna sit down at that table, and he's gonna talk down to me the entire time, and uh, tell me about how he's actually doing the right things when I can just point to every example as to why he's in the wrong. Mm. So, where, where are you going for Christmas? I'm going to Carson's house too. I'm gonna push that oh. down. I'm gonna go ahead and smack him in the face a couple of times. You know? <laughs> yeah. Be that cousin that bullies him to get him toughened up. You know what I mean? Hey, look, it doesn't hard to snap back a little bit. You know what I mean? So do whatever it is you got to do. Let's Tim, get together. Tim, where are yeah, you going? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm with the, I'm with the fellas. I'm going to Carson's. I mean, uh, you know, Doug, Doug, we already established the sour cream, so I, I can't. <laughs> I can't honestly go over there. I mean, I don't. I don't even know if he knows how to cook. So at least at Carson's, I know. I know he's got a wife and kids. So there's got to be some food in the cupboards. <laughs> there's got to be something over there. So I, I'm going to his house. I'm like you said. I'm trying to. I'm trying to kick him in his butt. I'm. I'm doing something, slapping him around. I might, you know, grab his kid and hang him upside down and be like, "Hey, you're next if you don't get this together." Because I, I don't know what else we can do. Get get it together, you ice cream eating mother. Yeah, uh, no, no rocky road for none of y'all. Uh, Birdman, where are you going? I'm gonna pay a visit to Carson with a special guest. I'm gonna be like, hey man, I want you to beat my new, my new homie. Oh, I know what's coming. <laughs> he go, <laughs> he goes by the name of Hertz. He just wanted to see what you're, he wants to see what you're brewing over here. So, uh, 
I thought don't, I thought his name was gonna be, be Louisville. Yeah, Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> oh Louisville yeah, that too. Yeah, that's a good one too. I think uh, you know I know I know Doug probably puts uh, raisins in the potato salad. He puts raisins in his mac and cheese, <laughs> and he doesn't have to bake it either. I'm, I'm, I'm going to Carson's house because um, I feel like uh, they might have some uh, sweet potatoes and some yams. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely going to Carson's house. You know he killed the bird too. I was, about, yeah. I was just about to say that. Yeah, no, it's, it's fresh. Like, yeah, it's fresh. Yeah, fresh bird in his backyard out in Jersey. Yeah, yeah, that's got a little piece of bow and arrow in this one. There's some feathers in that in that turkey leg. <laughs> yeah. It's just it's it's gonna be rough, man. It's gonna be rough going forward. I don't but, know what's but, gonna happen. Know, I mean, this, this is the thing, though. This, this is the next four games. Say if we go two and four. Say just just somehow, some some way. How's that match check out? Listen, <laughs> I see. I, I feel like we can beat the Packers. I can. I feel. I, I feel strong against the Packers. I, I feel Nick, strong against the Packers. What did, I, what did you see strong. today that makes you say that? I, I just. It, it was just I wouldn't play the Niners. I just had a feeling that that was a game we we're going to turn it around. We obviously didn't, but that was one game under the belt. I say 0-4, more than possible, but there's a chance we go 2-2. Two two. Yeah, because he I thinks uh, Rodgers is going to get COVID-19. You're putting a curse on Rodgers. That's why he said that. Okay. <laughs> That's that optimism right there. And, and <laughs> what's the status on Duke, Drew Brees? Is he done for the season or, or uh, is he'll be, Taysom it, still going right, to start? Yeah. Our luck, he'll be back when he plays us. About, yeah, our luck, yeah. Odds, odds, we have a Taysom Hill versus Jalen Hurts game. Oh, the, the two gadget quarterbacks. Yeah. My buddy, my buddy just DM'd me on IG. Said he wants to see uh, Kyler Murray and, and Jalen Hurts. Uh, that'd be nice. Hill's so nice gonna Taysom Hill's gonna kill us either way with Reese or not. He's gonna kill us. After he watches that Daniel Jones, he'd be like, Daniel Jones did that to you guys. Just no, we may look like Mark Jackson. Yeah, I, I I tell you what, Taysom Hill is going to definitely run over our whole entire oh, secondary. He's, oh, he's going to eat. Oh yeah, it's, oh. it's going to be a wrap because there's not a there's not outside of Slay, there's not a person on our secondary, and I don't care, Jalen Mills. I hope no. you're watching this. Hell no. There's oh, not a secondary no. corner, a safety on our team who will come up and lay a smack. Yeah. So and, I'm and, calling and, all of you out. And, and building off of that, all of this Carson and Doug hate, let's not get lost in the mist about the fact that Avante and Craven need to be held in check too because they yeah. like Avante, I literally told, year. literally told a friend of mine while we were watching the game, I said, there's Avante Maddox. I cannot stand this man. And he literally gave up the like the next play. I was yep. just like, that, that's why. That's yep. why. He's absolute garbage. And I heard a beat writer through the week was talking about after he was mic'd up against for the Giants game that he was an improving corner and that he's one of the top corners on the Philadelphia Eagles team. I was like, um, yeah, you must be blind because there's no way that that's possible. You need to be fired immediately. Your editor should be fired. You should. The whole company should be shut down because I don't know <laughs> what you're looking at. Yeah. What you're looking at. Yeah, Avante is too busy on his Twitch stream. He's too much of a gamer. He probably plays Madden better than he does corner. Well, I think you got to think about who's setting him up for success. Like, we all knew. I mean, Schwartz. We were talking about him being on the inside, but who who thought he was going to be an outside corner? No one. That's asking him a nickel, for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. So you have to blame the guy who's trying to set him up for success. You're you're, you're, you're you're not bringing him up to succeed in that type of position. Absolutely. So I'm, like, I'm, you know. See, I'm uh, glad Darius Slay came in great. 
Because if we yeah. would have drafted him, oh, it would no, no Pro Bowl, no nothing, <laughs> nothing <laughs> like that. He came in great, and he, and he's holding up. Which he's he, him and and Alex Singleton got heart on defense. Brandon Graham and I want to say Fletcher Cox. Other than that, I don't see that defense really have yeah. much heart. Uh, Malik Jackson is, is showing up there here and there. Okay, yeah, okay, no, yeah, no, no flashes he's showing up as well. It's sweat, sweat as well. Yeah, I was gonna say, can we talk about Josh Sweat for a second? Can we talk about how this guy has been producing game in and game out, mm-hmm. and tr- and along with others, like you said, you know. Brandon Grahams, the Fletcher Cox, have been trying to do whatever they can to hold this defense together, and it's the supporting elements around that are just failing them consistently. I mean, yeah. I just, I just don't get it. I mean, this guy it's is literally he's play. beating, yeah. he's beating, you know, all pro type low linemen, O linemen, and getting sacks in every game, and we're just brushing it off like it's nothing. I mean, th- th- this is this is great for us going forward, but the rest of this defense has to come together. Yeah. I mean, what do you think this defense looks like if they had a competent offense? Do you see a defense, an offense that puts up at least twenty-five a game? Yeah. Or like I mean, I mean, I mean, you think about all of the the good field position that the opposing team has been given just by how awful this team has been. I mean, Absolutely. Carson is like leading the league in turnovers this year. Yeah. So if, if you off the field, you keep if, them off the field and we'll, you know, we're doing our thing. If, if well, you're, you think- if your opponent is starting on your side of the field more often than not, then your defense, the statistically in the box score, it's not going to look pretty. They're not being put in a good situation. And think about also too, I mean, you know, along with the turnovers, think about the fact that every time our defense is on the field, they are trying to rush the passer. That's what Jim Schwartz likes to do. He likes to play four linemen and let them rush and play coverage. Yep. So every time they're on the field, they're not they're playing the run, but they're playing the run to get to the pass. So if we're up like we're talking by, you know, 20 points, we're putting those 30 burgers up like we were in 2017, then the defense is allowed to go hunt in the second and third quarter when we know we're up by 17 points. Those yep. guys can just pin their ears back and go get a Baker Mayfield, and and get where we we would have probably be at least at least we would have at least probably I would say three double digit sack players on our defense. I'm gonna I'm gonna make this statement right now. Yeah, if we had a better offense. Yep. If we had a better oh, yeah. offense, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. giving three double sack players on our on our defense. If we had a better offense. Yeah. Hey fellas, yeah, I'm gonna uh, I'm I'm cut out. All right, I gotta go handle daddy duties. All right. I'll talk to you. And there's uh, actually been an emergency meeting um, outside <laughs> Doug's office. Um, you know, Carson's like, you know what the plays are? Howie's like, uh, I don't know, guys. Schwartz is like, you're putting me in a terrible situation. And Jeff Murray's <laughs> like, uh, Doug, you've been basic as fuck. Uh, I don't know what to say to you, but I think uh, – uh, what, who, who has the most to say here in this room? It, it would have to be Jeff. It was, I mean, ultimately, it's the boss, man. He yeah. he is in control yeah. of this entire team. He's the one that signs the checks. And uh, he has to actually come down here with an iron fist and not accept this. Not accept this poor coaching, this awful dread that we see week after week. He has to come down and say, hey, uh, something needs to change or else you guys are going to be out of a job. Yeah. Um I thought it was you have to believe that um, the Philadelphia Eagles stock, if we have stock in anywhere, 
it has it has to be on the decline because who's out there buying stuff except for Gail over there trying to get his coupon on? I see that. Uh, I'm trying to give you all gifts. That's what I'm trying to do. <laughs> I'm trying to be a better man. Um, hey, but hey, Gail, uh, let me ask you something real quick. Um, I see on the Twitter line about Sidney Jones, and I can't think of the other guy right now. Russell Douglas. Uh, Rasul, uh, you know, they're saying that they're being, you know, more successful that now that they're not Eagles. Do you buy into that? Or I think I just, just kind of like them use utilize correctly. You're using mm-hmm. um, in a good scheme. Rasul in yeah. his own type situation um, versus like leaving. There's no such thing as Rasul Island. But over here, Schwartz left him on the island. Would you leave Rasul Douglas on an island with Scary Terry? No, <laughs> uh, but that's what happens. I mean, Jim Schwartz will leave Russell Douglas on Julio Jones. He's done it. I mean, you got a pick on that play. I mean, Russell made a play, but I'm saying, like, he will take chances with Russell versus Mari Cooper, who's like a route free god. So, I mean, he takes chances, but like, if you put him in a zone uh, type situation, he could could flourish better. Mm -hmm. So, so we're players in a position to succeed. So in, in that case, we're kind of losing in that situation because when we're, we're leaving up to business calls like that, we're just putting it all on um, shorts and and we're just coming up. He's just coming up with, uh, well, there it is. You know, he's just he's kind of just leaving us Eagle fans just wanting something to see something. And we're just we're I don't know what we're doing. We're just as Eagle fans are just looking and and just we're just watching this like. Did you just really let that guy just wide open? Like, especially Claypool. I mean, come on, dude. For why? What is it that we always let these guys? Nobody that rookies. Uh, even Jameis Winston came in and freaking spanked us at home. Remember that game? Like, what? What? Why is it we find we, some we kind of players way, look dude? good? Yeah, like, all I've been hearing is Claypool has had ten touchdowns in ten games. I'm like, four of those came again in one. <laughs> you know, it's just like it's like all oh, the, the the Washington yeah. football team, that D line is gonna flourish. They had I forgot how many sacks they had us had up on us on week one, and same same with uh, Chase Young had like I think two on Carson maybe in week one. He's only had three and a half. He's yeah, only yeah. had three and a half right now. It's like he, we make teams look good, right? But, yeah, uh, even in a bad even way. Before even we get out of before, before we're, we're we're going on the hour and a half mark, guys. Uh, Depre- it's depression therapy, man. Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. Before we leave, out of here, right now. I mean, if, if we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna leave with positivity at the end of the day. I know it's it's a bad situation. Uh, give us one thing that you can be positive about moving forward with the football team that you want to see. Even if it, I, mean, I know we're in a bad situation, but I'm saying, Aaron. Um. Oh damn. What's a what's a linebacker's name that was uh, Singleton? Pretty. Yeah, I was happy. I don't want to get too excited. And then the next week, he's not even there or something. He gives up three interceptions. But I was happy to see like somebody rising from the ground. Um, so, and then I was also happy with Sweat. But I'm also scared because I feel like when people start doing good, they just kind of run away from it. So, but Singleton and Sweat looked pretty good out there. All right, Timmy, what do you got? Uh, I mean, it's, it's rough. I'm gonna have to dig. I think, I think for me, the positive light for Eagles nation has to be that we're getting guys back. I mean, Zach Ertz coming back, um, possibly next week. Um, you know, Alshon played again this week, looked good. Knock on wood. Didn't, you know, didn't take any kind of setbacks. 
Um, Dallas came out, was was pretty hot in the first half, you know, looked kind of good. Miles um, is coming back, running strong. I think he had, what, 16 carries today for, like, 80 yards. Um, so, I mean, you know, the, the guys that we do have coming back towards this gauntlet stretch that we have coming up, um, we should be kind of healthy. Now we got to see going forward, you know, what's going on with Jason Kelsey, what, what we're going to do at the left tackle position. But I would say any ounce of positivity has to go to the fact that we are finally cross fingers, um, getting somewhat healthier going towards the end of this rush. Nick, uh, one thing you got. Oh man. Um, <laughs> it about sums it up. <laughs> yeah, that, that's something going forward. It's just Thanksgiving's coming up. Just, just I, I can't really. I mean, Derek Slay is still balling out, regardless of, of the record and what's Slay. going. He's, he's used to it being on the Lions, but I mean, he's still balling out, which I love to say. I say just, I mean, just, just like how he said, you know, getting healthy. That, that's the biggest thing, man. Health is wealth. Uh, so I'm just looking at um, this running back core, and I'm really honestly happy with what we have. I think that we have a good one-two punch in both Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. I like the two of them. Um, I would like to have both of them moving forward. Uh, I think they play well off of each other. I think Jordan Howard coming into this it improves it a little bit, nothing drastic. But moving forward, I would like to next uh, in this offseason get a, a legit power back that could be a running back three. You don't have to like obviously spend high for him. He's going to be a running back three, but just someone that can move a line. Um, and other than that, just the development of, of our players. I, w- I want to see more of those linebackers that just can't seem to find the field. Just see what we have out there. Um, I want to see the continued progression of Rager. And, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. I just want to see development. Yeah, I'm, I'm strictly looking at the younger players, uh, guys that need to um, get an opportunity to play, uh, whether it be Jordan Melata, whether it be um, you know, Jalen Rager, see what he has brings to the table. Um, <laughs> I think Miles Sanders again want to see what keep on feeding him the rock. I guess protecting Wentz from himself at this moment, which I don't, you know, it's just that's a bad scene right there. Uh, take some chances with the play calling. You have nothing to lose at this point. It's it's an opportunity to get better, and I think this is where we're at. Uh, but if we're looking at this 2020 season, I'm going to leave you guys with this uh, meme right here, and then we will close it out from here. But enjoy. No, Mama. There's no hope for him now, Travis. He's suffering. You know we've got to do it. I know, Mama. He was my dog. I'll do it.
Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.